Hello, and welcome to episode 28 of Design Curious Podcast. I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. I'm so glad you're here today for this great interview with Yvonne Hardy. Before I introduce her, I just want to remind you that you can go to my website and find the show notes there, rwarddesign.com forward slash podcast. You'll also find a link for downloading the three things I wish I had known before I started my career in interior design. So if that's something you would like to know, you can find that there. And then I'll also put you on the mailing list to receive the podcast in your inbox with all the show notes every week. So you won't miss an episode. All right, let me tell you a little bit about Yvonne. Originally from Germany, where she began a beloved 20-year career in aviation, Yvonne's passion for interior design was ignited when she decided to build her own home. After moving to the Sacramento area, where she continued her aviation career, she decided it was time to explore her talents by enrolling in a formal design school. Since obtaining her degree in interior design with highest honors, Yvonne has won three design awards from the National Kitchen and Bath Association, of which she is an active council member. To her, designing the perfect interior floor plan, products, and finishes for each client is like getting every piece of a puzzle to perfectly fit together. Every problem a thrilling challenge, every design element a creative solution that solves it. And you'll really enjoy this conversation with Yvonne, and I think that you will get some good insight as to why she chose the career of interior design after so many years in aviation. It's a very interesting story. So let's get into the episode. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. Hi, Yvonne. Thanks for coming on Design Curious Podcast today. It's great to talk to you. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So for our listeners, let's tell a little bit about where you're from and what your business is and where you work. Okay. So um, my business is Hardy and Tears. My name is Yvonne Hardy. I'm originally from Germany. I moved here about 11 years ago, and that just started a whole new process of a whole new career. And you know, I enrolled in a uh, design school and then started my business three years ago. Wow. So what was the point where that prompted you to get into interior design? What were you doing before that, too? So in Germany, I was working at an airport and I was doing a few things. I was with Lufthansa German Airlines and I worked for them for 16 years. You know, I started out in like customer service type, you know, services like chicken and a ticket counter and gate agent and that kind of thing. Okay. And then I worked for the last um, like seven or eight years, I worked in aircraft handling. So I did a lot of the planning, everything around the aircraft when it's on the ground. Oh, wow. Very interesting. Did you have training for that? Is that like, you know, as you were working in it, where you're like working your way up and getting to know more about that industry? 
and you liked it? I loved my job. Yeah. So when I when I moved here, I couldn't think of anything else that I wanted to do. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, so in Germany, I didn't go to college in Germany. There's there's different ways you can go about uh, starting a job, mm-hmm. and so it's something similar to an apprenticeship program okay. here, but it's a three year program. Okay. That wow. you do with a company, and um, you know, there's school part like a third of you know the three years is uh, school, mm-hmm. and you know you get you get paid by the company and then you uh, you work there pretty much okay yeah okay great so then when you came to the united states um were you looking then to continue to work for the airlines or anything like that i was at first and then my husband was actually the one who kept saying you should go back to school you should start something mm. you know? Mm. And I started working for uh, UPS at, at Mather at the airport. So I did find a job in the okay. same sort of field, but it just wasn't the same. And so I started thinking about, well, you know, maybe he's right. But, you know, for Germans to go back to school <laughs> after 35, <laughs> it's not very common. And it just didn't okay. sound like a fun thing to do. Sure. So I was like, well, how long is this going to take? And he's like, well, I don't know, maybe four or five years. And it just didn't sound fun. Yeah. And then I didn't even know what to do. And he at some point mentioned like, what about your interior design? I had mentioned it because I was always kind of interested in design. That was one other field that I was interested in doing anyway, when I started out when I was 18 and it just didn't work out. And as soon as he said that, it was like a light bulb came on and I got on the computer, researched where I can go to school and just signed up for a program. Wow. Okay. So was the program virtual then that you took or did you go in? No, it wasn't in person. Okay. At American River College. Okay. Great. Great. Yeah. So once you started into the program, was it everything that you'd hoped it would be? Yeah, it was pretty much uh, i actually after my first semester i uh, i did a little internship that sort of turned into um, a job i worked mm-hmm. at that firm for about a year you know i was thinking about just doing that for for the summer just for two months just to see if it really is what i think it's going to be mm-hmm. and i just loved it so much and uh, just stayed there for about, for about a year okay okay so were there any other factors contributing to the impetus of going into interior design that in your personal life that you're working on? Yeah, I mean, I always, my mom and I always redesigned our kitchen and our family room, my room. I constantly, and you know, like the story that every designer probably uh-huh. tells you, you know, you constantly rearrange furniture, you get, you know, new colors on the walls. Wallpaper is pretty big still in Germany. My, my mom and I just you know, we just picked up new wallpaper yeah. every year or every two years. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and we just did it ourselves. Okay. And so then after you finished the program and you were working, you know, for part-time or partly for this other design firm, how long did you work for them before going out on your own? Well, I stopped working and then I just concentrated on just finishing school because that was also the time when I had my daughter um which was my second child okay it was just too many things for me so I just had to kind of pick my priorities right and so I stopped working for them and so also that gave me the opportunity just to rethink 
And because they are more of furniture, they have a furniture showroom okay. and they're more furniture and decor related. Mm-hmm. And I've found out more and more that I was more interested in more like the technical aspect oh, of okay. design. Yeah. So I really like, you know, space planning, kitchen and bath design, everything, you know, the the technical drawings, that mm-hmm. is really what I like doing Mm -hmm. and so I was really thinking um how can I make this work for myself and the reason why I opened my business was that uh, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law during my last semester they reached out to me and they were planning to do a complete home remodel oh we didn't move any walls but we did add some cabinetry and then uh you know updated pretty much the entire house okay and so they reached out to me and asked me if if I could help them mm-hmm. and of course that was amazing to have a big project like that yeah yeah you know without even um having a business yet and actually the last semester I was in school I still was planning to work for another designer first okay. for a little bit Okay. And then I kind of felt like the universe was trying to tell me that I should just go for it. And so I just did because I had already started, uh, you know, looking up some trade resources and where to find this. And I had already started a process and then I just opened my business, but without having a plan. Okay. So did <laughs> Which I don't recommend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you then run that project like a legit like did you get your life business license and all that stuff and set up before you started running their project or was it after you ran their project? It was after I did their project. You know, I didn't officially do their project as Got it. Like an interior designer. It was yeah. my helping family. Helping family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But really good experience and training ground, I'm sure, because just doing a whole house has so many details, as I'm sure you learned on the job. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And also, that was the time when I realized that what I was doing before is now really helping me in my design career. Because, you know, I thought I'm going into a completely different career field and industry. But, you know, you can always... Um, reuse some of the skills and reapply them to your new career or you know to something that you do in a new field right um, you can use from you know previous experiences and that can be life experiences or job related experiences and so for me it was a project management part oh, okay because that was a lot what I had to do when I was working for the airlines because I you know I was arranging and organizing a lot around the plane you know I was scheduling all the you know aircraft fueler to be there and the catering to be there and the loading crew to be there and uh, and everything around it so there's a lot of moving pieces and it was very similar to running a design project okay yeah I could see the parallels there Mm -hmm. wow so that was great to be able to pull that experience forward into this new career path that really gave you an advantage I think yeah yeah, and it, you know, it was fun to just realize that after I already started working on a project and I wasn't really thinking about it in that way. And so, you know, that's just something for someone who's new to interior design, there's always something that you know, some skills that you have from a previous job or from a project that you did even in school or something that you can then put on your resume yeah. as a skill. Yeah, for sure. So 
since you had kind of the project management part down, what other challenges did you face as you were starting your business that maybe you were needing a little more experience in? So the main challenge I would say for someone starting out and for me as well is finding clients. How do you find Mm -hmm. clients? What do Mm -hmm. you do? I was lucky because the next door neighbor of my uh, sister-in-law and brother-in-law is a general contractor. Oh, and yeah. he came to the open house that they gave for me. And he reached out to me because he was impressed what I did at their house. And uh, so we started working with each other and I just got busy right away because he just kept sending me projects for mainly bathrooms in the beginning. And then I had a couple of kitchens from him too. Wow. And I didn't even have time to really think about and really plan my business because I just got busy right away. Yeah. Yeah. Was that another challenge then because you didn't really have a direction for business or did it ever get to a point where it slowed down and you're like, oh, what am I, where am I actually taking this business? You're like, what do I want out of it? Yeah. I mean, you know, it always, you know, usually by like December, January, that's when it slows down. And uh, that was the point for me too, uh, when it slowed down and it made me you know, do all of that. But it was it was definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. because You know, I wasn't set up and I'm very uh, process oriented. Mm-hmm. And I want to be very organized and all of that. And I wasn't because I just wasn't set up for it. And that right. really bothered me. And it was very stressful for me. Uh, and so I was trying to do work on all these projects that I had. And even in my first year, I had eight projects at one time at at the same time, which, oh is, which is a lot of projects, even, you know, for an experienced designer. Yeah. By, yeah. by myself. On right? your own. Yeah. No help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, you know, at the same time, I'm trying to put together a website and all of that, you know, and process. And then what does my contract look like? And I didn't even think about all of these mm-hmm. things. I just went into business thinking, you know, it's what's so hard about it, right? But yeah. <laughs> I had to had to do a lot of work. And so I was working, you know, 60, 70 hours because I was, I had all these projects. So I was working pretty much full time on these projects. And then on top of that, I had to do all the business related. Right. Things. Yeah. Working on your business and in mm-hmm. your business. Yeah. So did you end up getting like plugged in with any organizations or coaching or anything like that to kind of help you out with that business aspect of it? Yeah, so I really reached a point where it was just too much and I was just very overwhelmed. And that's when I started reaching out to a coach and I highly recommend doing that because I just tried to do it on my own. And if you have never ran a a company before, a business before, then it takes time to really get into the CEO thinking mm-hmm. right yes. rather than just thinking as a just an employee or as a just a person because even charging for your services mm-hmm. when you start out you think oh what do you think someone would pay for this yeah but now I look at it from a business standpoint what do I have to charge in order to pay all the bills mm-hmm. and pay myself a salary and be profitable too right. and that those are two different ways of thinking and a coach um, really helps with that and that's what happened for me and it took some time because you really have to work on this mindset piece for sure so I, I pretty much you know uh, once I started working with a coach I also kind of started getting projects on my own. So I now 
have like I would say 90% of the projects I do right now are my own projects and I mm-hmm. still work with a contractor mm-hmm. occasionally but like the first year was almost 100% you know him feeding mm-hmm. me projects and now I'm finding projects on my own that was also a thing that the coach helped me to figure out what are the projects that I want to work with right and the clients that I want to work with and so I'm there now and, and it's still a work in process right yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> we're always evolving and changing yeah. and improving. And so for you right now, what is the type of client and project that you are pursuing? I love kitchens and bathrooms still. Okay. I'm trying to get uh, bigger projects either in uh, in size. So, um, you know, generally, if we're doing a whole house and we're moving walls, I'm not really interested in just furniture, just the core project. So if it's a whole house, I'm interested in, you know, a kitchen where we're moving walls or we're completely redesigning the layout and uh, those types of things. I do offer furniture and uh, decor and all of that with it, but pretty much only if I'm doing the uh, space planning. Okay. That's the piece I'm mainly interested in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to get more of them whole house projects. Right. Yeah. And where do you see your business going in the next five years? Well, um, I've reached a limit again (laughs) (laughs) and I have too many projects that I can handle on my own. So um, I started talking to people and trying to figure out uh, how to grow a team. And I would like to have a little studio or some kind of you know, office space to go to, mm-hmm. uh, to separate it a little bit more from my private space. Yeah. Uh, and then also I, I love working with people. So I love working in a team. Mm-hmm. I think it's always a better project when you collaborate with somebody. I agree. Yeah. And bounce ideas off of each other because sometimes your idea is, is not the best idea. Right. And then <laughs> right. It's nice to talk through those, yeah. those things. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I just kind of started thinking about that. So okay. this is still in the in the baby phase. Okay. Okay. Great. So if you had to tell someone who is in your situation of the being in their thirties, maybe, and thinking about a second career, whether it's go to school and all that, is there any advice that you would give that person? I would say have a plan, (laughs) make make a plan, uh, you know, decide what you want to offer. What are some clients or types of projects you want to work with? And get help from a professional coach to really guide you through that process. You're going to get to the point where you're, you're making money and you're going to be happy with the time you spend on your business. And then also the free time you're going to have, it's going to take you to that place mm-hmm. much faster. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Well, is there anything else that you would recommend for someone starting out and I know you mentioned you do a lot of kitchen and bath design. So are you plugged into the NKBA locally or nationally or any other organizations that might be a good resource for developing your skills? I am actually on on the council of our local NKBA. That's the National Kitchen and Bath Association in our chapter. And I got involved when I was still a student in I highly recommend doing that. Uh, it really helped me to, um, you know, improve my business and mm-hmm. networking just to build relationships with other industry partners mm-hmm. and uh, resources. 
actually last year I was in charge of a new program that we have. It's called the Job Shadow Program. Mm -hmm. And that is for students or young designers. They can sign up to be paired with a professional in the industry that can be a designer, a showroom, a sales rep, whatever you're interested in. Um, maybe a contractor if you want to see that part of the job yeah. and then we pair you up with someone like that and then you you can just shadow someone a day or two maybe up to a week and mm-hmm. you can just see if you can even look two different ones so you can look into different fields and figure out if that's something you want to pursue Wow, that's a great program great opportunity I think you said it was in our local chapter but that would be great if even nationally, some other chapters could offer that type of program for students because it just gives them an inside look into the workings of something that they're interested in. So that's, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good. Well, thank you, Yvonne, for coming on and sharing your stories. Really good. Where can people find you if they want to see your portfolio or are you on social media at all? Uh, Mainly I'm active on Instagram. That's hearty interiors. And my website is heartyinteriors.com. Okay, great. Well, I'll put those links in the show notes so people can go check it out. I'm excited for you as you're looking for the next five years and growing your business and all that. Um, it's just, it's just a fun time. And so I wish you well with that and we'll see you around. Thanks, Yvonne. Thank you. All right. So there you have it from Yvonne. Great story about getting into that. And I really loved what she had to say that she found she really enjoyed the technical part of design and that space planning and really staying within her lane of what she really likes, even though she's now looking for maybe whole house design, but noticing that doing the furnishings and decorating and accessorizing wasn't fulfilling the need of what she really liked about design. So I applaud her for finding that niche and really understanding what it is that she liked about design. So stay tuned. Next week, we're going to explore a little more the technical side of design and doing space planning. What is space planning? (laughs) Maybe you don't even know what that is. We will talk about that and explore that a little bit more in next week's episode. I have so many great episodes and interviews lined up for you. I just can't wait for them all to come out. And it's hard for me to be patient for you guys. But here we are week to week. You'll get a great episode. As I mentioned before, feel free to leave me a rating and review. I love getting those and reading them and knowing that you're listening and getting a lot of enjoyment out of the podcast. And if there's a topic you'd like for me to discuss that I haven't covered yet, and you want to make sure I get to it, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, slide into my DMs at our ward design, and uh, go ahead and check out the show notes on our website. That's it for me this week. I'll talk to you next week. And until then, stay creative. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com.